Welcome back to this week's episode of Always the Last to Know. I'm Ash. And it's just me, Katie. (laughs) So, uh... As you'll notice, we don't have Liz with us tonight. Um, We just wanted to let everyone know um, she absolutely loves doing this. But right now, during this COVID-19 bullshit, she just needs to take a little bit of Liz time for her mental health. And we think that that is a really good choice to make. It's It's one of those things where we can all take a note from Liz and realize that no matter what you've got going on, the most important thing you can do is stop and take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and everything else can wait. Um, Don't, don't worry. She is not leaving us. (laughs) No, she will be back. We would not fucking let that happen. And, um, we actually have, uh, her next episode planned out already. So, Yes, so do it's not worry. It's just going to be a couple weeks, and then it'll be, like, regularly scheduled pre- programming. But we, the two of us, are still going to bring you some dope shit in the meantime. <laughs> yes, there are plenty of things coming up. We have some exciting things that we have been working on, um, that we have some other people working on with us, for us, unexpectedly, excitingly. <laughs> Um, and that's going to be really cool and just like big changes coming in the podcast and kind of in everyone's life. Yeah. Things are going to be a little weird. I'm actually in the process of packing up all of my stuff and moving to Pennsylvania right now, which we teased forever ago and I like can't say anything <laughs> about it. Um, and here's the big news. <laughs> here's the big reveal. Um, I'm moving out of and, Maine. Yeah, I'm super excited because Katie and I are going to be two hours from each other weekend trips. Oh my god, it's going to be so exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, great time to move, but um, <laughs> exciting for new changes, um, new exciting things, but yeah. Just a reminder, guys, take care of your mental health. Um, very important. Yeah, super It's important. literally all we have right now. <laughs> um, do you want to just, like, kind of tease what one of those other things is going to be for the podcast that someone is doing for us? I did a little bit that someone is doing something. That's all we've got. I don't oh, want to say too okay. much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't okay, want to okay, say too okay, much. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Cool, 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 So, um, while we're all in these struggles right now with shit really hitting the fan, um, I bet that a lot of us right now are thinking, damn, it'd be dope to win the lottery. Uh, so I realized I didn't have any idea how the lottery worked, where that money came. I didn't know anything about it because I don't play the lottery because, um, I know from a show I watched forever ago that the lottery is cursed and people who (laughs) win the lottery are fucking cursed. Yep. Uh, I've bought a couple scratch-offs. I've had a couple scratch-offs gifted to me. One time my dad and I won $10 and I was like really young so I couldn't win so he gave me five (laughs) bucks out of it which is pretty cool. And then, ooh, my favorite is when Dan and I went to a Krausers in Basking Ridge and he 
was gonna be before me in line and then he was like oh no you can go in front or no it, uh it was the other way around I went after him and then he was like oh I'm gonna get this uh this ticket this lottery t like scratch off ticket and I was like oh shit I'll get one too it was a $20 ticket <laughs> oh my god yeah so he we both spent $20 on it he didn't get anything mm. I won $20 Hell yeah. <laughs> Broke. I got my money back. I broke even. It was great. Um, but other than that, uh, I used to work at a wine store where I would sell it. But I got to tell you, that machine, like selling the lottery tickets was confusing as hell to me. And I had to call people over to help me with it so many times. So I, I have no idea. No idea. It's, no a weird, it's a weird process. And it's a weird thing. So I took a deep dive into the lottery, how it started, where it came from, and kind of how it works now. So, signs of the lottery, or a type of lottery, where you kind of buy in to win a prize, has existed since the Chinese Han Dynasty between 205 and 187 B. What? And they have an idea, they think that it was people like, buying these tickets to help finance public projects. Okay. Um, so, like, one of the examples was the profits of those um, Kino slips, is what they were called, uh, being used to provide money for uh, the Great Wall of China. Ah, okay. And then in my notes, kinda I Kind of like tax money. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a painless tax because you have the chance to win something. And that's yeah. like used a lot to describe the lottery. But in my notes I have with the use of your slave bodies both in terms of labor and actual supplies, hella skeletons in that wall. Um, <laughs> in reference to the So I just needed to make that note um, that it wasn't It'd be just like that this, sometimes. <laughs> it wasn't just the nice lottery that funded the Great Wall of China. It was uh, millions of slaves. Um, anyway, so uh, then you can take a, like, a hop in time over to the Roman Empire where the rich were using sort of like a, a lottery type system at their parties. So like everyone would come in and then like you'd get a ticket and then it would be like a raffle at their party and you leave this Roman toga party with some fancy sconce or whatever the fuck rich people <laughs> in some Rome fancy did sconce. way back when. Um, the first time that like actual tickets came into the process, like um, versus the Kino slips of the past was in the medieval times. And mm -hmm. these tickets were specifically geared towards um, kind of like helping the poor earn money and then helping like the painless tax thing, helping people buy in to uh, doing like good things for the public without having to pay these taxes. And like you can win some money. Um, <laughs> like so super similar to like what they were doing in the past with China. Mm hmm. Um, lotteries were common in the United States and like all a bunch of other countries until the 19th century. Um, but then by the beginning of the 20th century, most forms of gambling, so lottery sweepstakes were considered illegal in the U S and most of Europe. 
Um, but if you think about it, that like kind of lines up with like the really like Puritan. Yes. Time period. It does line up with yeah. that. No drinking. Um, Prudes. You know, yeah. <laughs> I have it. If you really think about it, though, that lines up with the weird Puritan reemergence with prohibition and like not showing your ankles. Heavy, so- repre- <laughs> heavy repression. Heavy repression. Um, but then also like that can spark a whole conversation of that movement just widely funneling money to mobs and speakeasies and you can go down a whole rabbit hole of illegal gambling and blah blah blah. That's but that's not where we're going. We're going legal gambling. Yeah. Um it remained illegal until after World War Two. Um but then in the nineteen sixties casinos, like lotteries and things like that started to reappear reappear throughout the world specifically as a means for governments to raise revenue without raising taxes so they can get people buying things without forcing us to pay into these taxes yeah um so there's a theory kind of like a conspiracy but i couldn't find any citation for this so like just keep that in mind i do love this though some people think that the number system and ball drawing of the lottery that we have now come from um italy genoa um something called the lotto became very popular it's where they used to bet on the names of the great council members who were drawn by chance huh and five of them were drawn out of 90 candidates every six months and that became known as the lotto But then when people wanted to bet more frequently than twice a year, they started to substitute the candidates' names with numbers. And now the modern day lotto was born. Interesting. Um, And then that whole idea then also takes a turn off into something called the illegal numbers game. Mm-hmm. which is then like a ring of a, a legal gambling. And I just didn't even touch that because... You know. <laughs> um, We're just not going to dive into that. Yeah, no thank you. So it was in 1934, <laughs> so way back in the Puritan age, when the U.S., continental U.S., the 50 states were being really pure, uh, Puerto Rico legalized gambling. Nice. But then it wasn't until 1964 that New Hampshire followed their their suit and they started running the government run lottery Hmm. that we have now. Um, So I'm going to break down these numbers and why a state would want to do the lottery because it's all state run now other than the like multi mega millions in Powerball, which is then multiple states running into it. But even that, like, it's all within the states. The only federal regulations is, like, you have to be a certain age to gamble. Yeah. Basically. Uh, so 50 to 60% of the money goes to the winners. Of the money spent in to get the lottery. So that's kind of how Yeah, the revenue get... of it. Yeah. Um, if no one wins, that stuff just kind of rolls over. Okay. The retailers who sell the tickets... Um, plus bonuses for selling a winning ticket goes the two to the people who distribute the tickets. That How ends much? Up, that ends up being roughly 5%. Okay. All right. So we're at, at most 65%. 10% then covers the overhead costs of the lottery. Ads, ticket production, 
paying the people who run yeah the, the vendors and everything yeah yeah that leaves at least twenty five percent of the entire funds left to go to the state. Wow, that's a big chunk. Because those big jackpots chunk. get up there, they so, really do. In 2015, the U.S. Census Board estimated that state-run lotteries put over $21 million back into the state's budgets. But that is not even touching revenue from multi-state lotteries like the Powerball and the Mega Millions. So states are getting tons of money from just the New Hampshire lottery, the New York lottery. And there's only four states right now that aren't included in the mega millions in Powerball. And that's like Utah, Nevada. Uh, Yeah. 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 Places like that. Um, Not shocked about Utah on that at all. (laughs) No, not at all. So it's entirely up to the state to choose what they do with their money. Um, And I found some places that saw signs of a lot of states putting money that they earn for from the Powerball funding gambling addiction programs. So they're sort of being like... I understand that this is creating a huge problem, so we're going to throw some of this money we get for it to solving that problem, but we're not going to (laughs) stop. Wow. Uh, Some, and there's a, I have a whole list that I'm going to include, but, you know, there were places putting it into, I think it was Michigan or Minnesota, putting it into their environmental protection. Okay. Tons of places putting it back into schools. A lot of states use this money to bolster programs that otherwise don't get enough money. That's amazing. Yeah. The other one is more like a non-waterproof Band-Aid. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Non-waterproof. Yes. And honestly, that's the number one critique of the lottery right there, is that the people who are playing the lottery are the disenfranchised the poor, the people who truly need that money and they're funneling it into this system at the idea of winning something. But that money, it's so one in a million. It's more than that. It's the chances of winning the lottery are so rare. Um, And what, what's, did you see anything about how much in taxes people get taken out of it or anything like that? So our next The next thing we are going to go into is a kind of medium dive into a few people who have won the lottery and how it has ruined their life. And I was sure to include what they won and what they took home Mm -hmm. because that is a huge thing to look at. And I'm talking about differences of winning the first example without spoiling too much. This dude won Three hundred and fourteen million dollars took home a hundred and thirteen million. Say it again for me because my brain isn't great with numbers. Say it again. So that was a hundred and ninety nine million dollars in taxes. Is he say he... say say the amount that he won again? 
314 million. 314 million, but he took home how much? 113 million. Shut the so fuck up. So that's 199 million dollars in taxes. That is a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. To take from somebody who like paid into this thing and thought they were going to get like I also find it very Ugh. interesting that we tax typically poor people who win the lottery on their lottery winnings and not the wealthy who could save the world with their taxes. But I digress. And also, isn't the purpose of the lottery to as you said at the beginning of this episode, to bring in money without having to raise taxes. So why the fuck are you taxing people on this? That's just a dick move. I think it's a dick move. Just let them have the money. That's probably part of how they don't have to raise taxes is because (sighs) they're getting fucking $200 million from this thing. But with all all the money that they're getting from it, without like taxing the people first like the, i don't i don't know i just think i just think it's interesting that we're willing to tax this income and not but not people like jeff bezos yearly income who often far surpasses this that's mm-hmm. that's the point that I, that's the only point i was trying to make i think there should i think there should be taxes on this you should be taxed if you get that much money but then we should also tax the wealthy who are consistently getting this much money every not single just year. The poor people who won it. Anyway, that's not what this episode is about. <laughs> Eat the rich. Eat the rich. We've been having a lot of conversations about that. And just so everyone's aware, when it is time to eat the rich, I'm going after Jeff Bezos. Martin Shkreli, I'm coming for you, you fuckwad. Give me that Wu-Tang <laughs> album. Piece of shit. No, I'm pretty sure he had to give that up. I'm pretty sure he lost that in court. But the fact that he had bought it in the first place, that was a dick move. That and, dick you know, move. the whole raising money on the medicine the that people the, need. The 500% increase in HIV and AIDS medicine. Again, not what this episode is about, but I'm going to eat your face, Martin Shkreli. Yep. Um, anyway. <laughs> So yeah, next we will be going into the curse um, and a deep dive. But first, a word from our sponsors. I'm just kidding. There's no sponsors. I just need to pee. (laughs) All right, guys. Sorry about that. Many little breaks here. (laughs) Tell me, tell me, tell me about this curse. Okay. (laughs) So we're about to get into... Just a teeny tiny percentage of some fucked up things that have happened to people after they have won the lottery. The things that happen to you, that happen to people who have won like obnoxiously large jackpots, it's out of control. It's not always like the people who are like the million dollar winners. Once you hit the nine-figure range, you're, like, high risk, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, All the way down to, like, seven figures, things are probably going to be very painful. The demographics break down to something along the lines of 
you are 20 times more likely to die of homicide after like a large jackpot winner is 20 times more likely or like something like 20 times more likely to face homicide than just like the general population you know there were like csi episodes about this shit (laughs) oh yeah you fucking know there were oh my god there's like a double digit increase in drug overdose kidnapping and believe it or not bankruptcy uh i believe it and then a you spend too digit, much yeah triple digit multiple of probability versus the general population of convicted of drunk driving um being the victim of homicide specifically so homicide in general just being involved in i guess was the first one and then being (laughs) the victim of homicide very specifically at the hands of a family member well that is like almost a hundred and times more likely that makes sense when you make sense um to be a defendant in a civil lawsuit and a defendant in a felony crime proceeding so like those last four things are way more likely triple digit multiples of probability. So like a hundred, at least a hundred times more likely for those. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So like, and then a double in like a double digit multiple of probability for the first four. So not like going to happen, but like, 20 times more likely to be involved in homicide. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I will say. It just say, sucks because people, people are all out on the news and everything. Everybody knows. You tell one person, they can't keep their mouth shut. So everybody's finding out, trying to be your friend. And then they're going to backstab you and try to steal your money and fucking murder you. <laughs> 20 times more likely. Or your family. 120 (laughs) times more likely. So we're going to start with Andrew Jack Whitaker. He won in 2002 uh, $314 million, which was then the take home of $113 million. All right. At the time, it was the largest win on a single Powerball. And he happened to uh, win it on Christmas morning. Um, And he, I don't, I probably should have covered this earlier. In the United States, when you win, you have the option of getting an annual payout. So you get kind of like a yearly allowance. Mm -hmm. Or you can take a lump sum. And just get the money all at once. Yes. And I will get into later what you should do when you win the lottery. I have a, a whole fucking list. (laughs) Um, so he took the lump sum and got 113 million. I'm putting this one first because one, a lot of tragic things happen, but two, this guy was already very wealthy. Really? So his company was already doing $15 million a year in contracts and this guy lived a very chill and humble life. Interesting. So I wanted to start with this case. I wonder because, why he... Oh. 
because the lottery is cursed. I wanted to start with this case because everyone's first response to people like to the lottery curse is like, well, they just didn't, they just didn't have money and they didn't know what to do with it. Well, Andrew Jack Whitaker here did have money and he lived a humble life. He knew what to do with it and he wanted to spend time with his family and relax and blah, 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 blah. Shit went horribly wrong for him. Horribly, horribly wrong. So he said on the radio, Oh, excuse me, that he was going to share some of his winnings with the super serve employee, Brenda, who had sold him the ticket because he was like a regular at that place. And she was incredibly excited. Of course, he bought her a car and a house and was so generous and really changed her life. Then she started hearing rumors about herself that she was supposedly a millionaire Then she started being followed home and her boyfriend became worried that she was going to start like she was going to get kidnapped and ransomed. So she got a bunch of security system and literally like up and changed her life because shit got very scary for her. Um, After a little while, Andrew became or Whitaker became really comfortable leaving large sums of money in his car which his friends would then break in and steal from him. Wow. So one of the friends you got. Yeah. One of the first nights after winning the lottery, he came into the strip club and slapped $50,000 on the bar. (coughs) And the owner at that point was like, you need to not do that because the last thing I need as a business owner is rumors going around that you got robbed here. Oh my god. But yeah, like that's a very bold move, sir. Bold. It really is. It really is. So regardless of these things like that, he was incredibly generous with his money. But people started becoming very greedy with it. He started just getting flooded with mail of people asking for money. People started stalking him. At his local breakfast place. What the fuck? So he just stopped going there. He had to hire three people to go through all of the mail that he received to make sure, like, to figure out just, like, what sounded like a worthy thing to give money to. And then also a private investigator to make sure that that wasn't a scam. Yeah. The company that he owned prior to this, the one that was doing $15 million a year in contracts, they were hit with consistent frivolous lawsuits. Because people just, he's got the money. Yeah. Um, he oh, started spending. Man. So by the first year anniversary of his win, he had already spent $45 million. Wow. And... That's not to say that he was, like, only awesome with his money. Um, he There were uh, poor real estate purchases. Um, he spent a lot of money at the strip club. But also, like, it's his money. Whatever. Go support yeah. sex workers. Like, fucking you do you. <laughs> um, but he was having a ton of money stolen from him. Lawsuits. Settling those lawsuits being generous 
He also was spending a lot of money on his granddaughter, Brandy. He set up a weekly allowance for her of like $2,100. How old was she? She was a teenager. Fuck. What? Um, But it was said (sighs) that it was not uncommon for her to just be handed $5,000. Yeah. Of course it wasn't. Um, Of course. So the wealth and her just kind heart and general love of people and belief that people are good. Um, The wealth attracted bad people and her amazing soul allowed herself to be taken advantage of. Oh. Uh, Don't tell me that. She fell into some rough things, started smoking crack, started injecting drugs. Uh, Her boyfriend ended up dying of an overdose on one of the properties that her grandfather owned, and she was implicated in his death. She ended up being, like, those, that ended up being fine. It was an overdose. That all worked out. But a year later, she was found dead under suspicious circumstances. Oh, God. Her death completely tore her family apart. Um, I bet. A few years later, her mom was then... Brandy's mom, Whitaker's daughter, was then found dead. It split up his marriage, and just his life was then essentially in shambles. How was she killed? Overdose. Drugs. Okay. But she was... She was found... Bless you. Oh, Sorry, guys. (laughs) I can edit that out. She was found behind a building wrapped in a tarp. Oh, no. Which, one, is just incredibly tragic, and two, um, incredibly suspicious. Yeah, I don't think that that's just a straight-up overdose. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, so that is the first... That's my fr- that's the curse's first victim. Not the first victim, but the first one. <laughs> so next is Abraham Shakespeare. He Ooh. won $40 million. And um, according to Bustle.com, he agreed to take the lump sum, which brought him home $17 million. Okay. He was super generous with his winnings apparently by buying cars and homes for the residents of like various residents of his county um, that's nice yeah he was then also immediately taken to court by one of his co-workers and accused of stealing the ticket from his co-worker oh come and on thus stealing the money he did win that case good that also put him even further on the board, on the map, on people's radars of a person who just won lottery being taken advantage of. Yeah. Which then allowed this bitch, Dee Dee Moore, to come on into his life. Oh, boy. And she said that she wanted to write about his experiences as well as be his financial advisor. That she was independently wealthy and she didn't need his money. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was not even close to the case. The mail reports that Moore almost immediately began transferring his funds into her account and changing the deeds on his house and BMW into her name. Oh, shit. Which is this literally... Bitch. Are you so fucking dumb? Like, that's so blatant. A literal... Are you serious? That is a literal paper trail. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking idiot. You can hold that shit in your hands. Yeah. Like... Oh my god. When people what? say don't leave a paper trail, they mean don't transfer deeds. Yeah. Into your name. Into your... Oh my god. Um, so she's she buying, bold. She she's bold. She's bold as hell. So a few years later, in 2009, um, the son reports his family members reported him missing. Shit. Uh, after a few attempts at a few attempts on Dee Dee Moore's part to get his family to say that they had seen him, as well as trying to make him seem alive, it became clear that she was involved. A warrant was issued. They found um, Abraham Shakespeare buried five feet. <sighs> In her boyfriend's backyard. Oh my god. Yeah. What a bitch. Right? Fuck Dee Dee. She was convicted. She was convicted. Good. And is serving a life sentence in jail. Good. Yeah. I hope with no chance of parole. Because she does not deserve to be out and have any kind of money. Isn't that crazy? Greedy bitch. So. Yeah. No. I hate her. I absolutely hate her. So then we have uh, Jeffrey Dampier Jr. He won $20 million. Um, I didn't look too deeply into this one, but he moved from Illinois to Tampa Bay and invested in a popcorn business and named it after his daughter, and it was thriving. (laughs) That's so cute. Right? Um... He paid, so he brought, like, his whole family to Illinois, including his sister-in-law and her boyfriend. Oh. Paid for an apartment, a car, vacations, and more for them. Uh, Victoria, the sister-in-law, asked Jeffrey Dampier to come to her apartment to help her with some car troubles. Her and her boyfriend then proceeded to tie him up steal thousands of dollars worth of cash, bring him to the alley, and shoot him (gasps) in the head execution style. Oh my god! That is your family! Yeah, after he moved you from Illinois to Tampa Bay. And put... And put you up. Fucking put you on vacations and shit. Literally everything, yeah. Oh my god. And like, are so fucking greedy. It is mind-blowing. $20 million. That's a lot of money. But he's supporting his entire family off their popcorn business. Yeah. Like, she couldn't just live live happy off of big popcorn money? Yeah. She had to go and fucking murder this dude? Oh my god. Piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, then we have uh, William Post. 
and he won $16.2 million. So I wanted to include this one because this has a lot of things that are very, very common that happen to you. So he was sued by his girlfriend because she claimed that they agreed to share the money if he won. And she won the claim. Really? And that's a really, that's a really common thing in almost in a ton of these cases. If you say I'm going to share this with you and they bring you to court, a lot of people have won court cases off of that. And I, I just by, by he said, she said, that's it. I reference that in my, what to do if you win the lottery. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Well, if I <laughs> if I ever try yep. to win the lottery, I'm not ever saying that to anyone. Nope. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> I'm putting this on record now. If I ever win the lottery, I'm not sharing it with anybody. No one. You hear it. You heard it here first. <laughs> I will be following my steps that I will lay out later in the episode verbatim. I will have my mother notarize something for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, William Post couldn't pay his girlfriend, so his accounts were frozen. After <sighs> filing for bankruptcy, he somehow managed to hold on to roughly $2.6 million. Those may have been, like, tied up in funds or trusts or something. Um, he was then arrested for firing a shotgun at a man who was pestering him for money. <sighs> so you have to then think that this So he's defending being- himself. He was being pestered so much that he's now carrying a weapon on him and felt the need to fire a, a fire a weapon at someone because of this. Then his brother hired a hitman to kill Post and his wife, which was wife number six, for the record. The attempt wasn't successful. Thirteen years later, William Post died alone living off of welfare payments. Oh my god. Um, and there are so, so, so many more. Wow. Um, wow. Evelyn Adams won twice. As of 2001, she's poor and living in a trailer after giving away and gambling most of her fortune. Oh my God. Suzanne Mullins won 4.2 in 1993. And as of 2004, she has no assets left. Thomas Strong won $3 million, and as of 2006, he had died in a shootout with the police. Victoria Zell, in 2001 in Minnesota, won $11 million. She's now, as of 2006, she's broke and serving a seven-year sentence for vehicular manslaughter. Um, Yeah, it's out of control. Wow. Michael Klingbeil, he won $2 million, and uh, in 1998, he was sued by his own mom for claiming he had failed to share the jackpot with her after <sighs> saying that he would. Wow. Your own mother. Yeah. That's sad. That's Why fucking sad. Why did I not look into Thomas Strong, who died in a shootout with the police? What? 
Yeah, I'll you must Google that. that. Back to you guys. Um, We're we'll have edit. an update about yeah, that. I'll include an edit of that. Oh um, my god! Yeah, so it, this isn't just one case of people whose lives have gone horribly wrong. Do you know what the curse is? The curse is greed. The, the curse, curse is, is greed. greed. It plain and simple. It's not, you know, it's not like a magic curse or something like that. It is yeah. a human curse. Greed. That is one of the the seven deadly sins, right? It's greed and it's also the fact that most of these people's face names, lives, addresses, jobs, locations are plastered everywhere over the place and that is a huge issue a huge issue and led to so many people being able to be taken advantage of yep and it's not okay it's not it's not okay at all you should definitely have the choice to be anonymous if you want to yeah so yeah i think that everybody definitely deserves the right to privacy when it comes to this stuff and being anonymous because this is scary as hell and if it was me i definitely would not want anybody knowing and i probably wouldn't really tell anyone except for maybe dad and my parents uh i don't even know if i don't know i'd tell my brother because he would help me with the finances but (laughs) but with that being said Here in New Jersey, we recently um, had a bill passed that pertains to this. So Senate Bill number 2267 was introduced March 8th, 2018. And uh, it was sponsored by Senator Stephen Sweeney, Senator Kristen Corrado, Assemblyman John... Oh, I'm going to butcher this last name... (laughs) Bersicelli, I think, <laughs> Assemblyman Jamel Holly, Assemblyman Clinton Calabrese, and then a second bill, uh, number 3616, was introduced on March 12th, 2018 by the same senators and assemblymen. And then this January, Governor Murphy signed a new law allowing NJ lottery winners to remain anonymous if they choose. And only a, yeah, I know, right? Listen, listen. I have been seeing a lot of assholes on Twitter shitting on Governor Murphy, but he's been doing a really great job this whole time. And I know people just give him shit because he's a Democrat, whatever. I voted for him. I'm proud of him. And I am proud. And like, I I heard about this in the news when it happened and I got so excited. I was telling my coworkers about it because I just think this is great because you think to all of those cases that you talked about, it's just really fucked up that that stuff happens to people. Um... So only a handful of states permit lotto winners to be anonymous. Uh, Delaware, Kansas, Maryland, Ohio, North Dakota, South Carolina, and Texas. So that's seven. With New Jersey included, that's eight. And then, hold on, my notes are really small. (laughs) Winners in Arizona, are you okay? (laughs) Okay. No, you're good. 
Um, winners in Arizona, Georgia, and Virginia can remain anonymous if they win more than a certain amount of money. I gotta be honest, I couldn't find that amount. So we can always look that up later. Um, some states do allow winners to put their winnings into trusts, which provides a degree of anonymity, but not a lot. Um, NJ will allow winners to have the traditional news conference if they so choose. So, like, just because this law went into place does not mean, like, if you really want people to fucking know that you <laughs> won all this money, they're they're like, go, go ahead. We can do that for you. But I honestly don't know why you would want to do that. Like, that's insane. Um, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so, um... The bill passed in our Senate and our Assembly without a single vote against it, which is, like, probably the... Somebody's going to have to fact check me on this, but probably the first time that that's ever happened in New Jersey. Uh, I know, right? (laughs) So, um, I found this out. Our former governor, asshole Chris Christie, I know... vetoed similar legislation um, that would have allowed winners to remain anonymous for a year. He said it would undermine the transparency that provides the taxpayers confidence in the integrity of the lottery and its games. And to me, that just sounds like a lot of blah, 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 bullshit. Basically (laughs) his way of saying our inability to create free advertising for the lottery by using the image of the winner will then be a detriment to the lottery because people will be less likely to buy it if they can't see the flashy shit people are getting from winning. Yep. Is basically what they're saying. Oh, wait, can you guys hear the train? I can't. I can't hear the oh, train. No, you can't hear it because you are not attached to my microphone. I don't know. There's a, I live. <laughs> I don't know how any of this is working right now. There's. I live right near a train. Me too. And, um, I. Th- how many blocks away? Oh, you're. It's literally right, <laughs> right outside your front door. I always forget. Zero blocks. Yeah. Yeah, zero blocks. It's right in that. Uh, weird what is it five six point intersection seriously it's out of control i so like i can hear it really well because my (laughs) microphone i didn't know if you guys could hear it um i can't hear you so maybe not i'm i'm three blocks away for one nice yeah anyway (laughs) the lottery uh fucking chris Chris christie Christie. motherfucker so (laughs) yeah yeah. Oh, free advertising. So saying that it would undermine the transfer. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, it's just, it's capitalism. He doesn't want it to affect the capitalism for the state. Um, if, and then we have state assemblyman, here's that name again, Bert, Bert Cicelli, mm-hmm. uh one of the sponsors, he said, publicity shouldn't guide the state's policy. So Katie, he was right there with you. Oh, yeah. Yep. If that person wants that spotlight, they can elect to have it. But if a person wants their privacy, they should be entitled to it. Because honestly, it's kind of like a basic human right. Yeah. 
Now, with this law, names and addresses would be exempt from it, but only in the terms of states' open records. So it's not entirely anonymous, but only state agencies would be able to access the information in cases of collecting back child support, public assistance overpayments, delinquent and defaulted student loan payments, and other debts. Okay. And yeah, right. So that makes sense. I'm okay with Same. it. Um, the law took effect immediately awesome. when it was signed. Yeah. So that is what New Jersey did, and I think that that's pretty fantastic, and I love that there are seven other states who do that, and then that there uh, are a couple more who are trying. (laughs) How many conspiracy theorists do you think assume that it was someone in the Senate who voted for the privacy laws that wins the lottery every time it's an anonymous person? They're like, oh, now that they can be I what, private, honestly, they're ringing the lottery. Because they don't have to tell us <laughs> it was them. Listen, listen, listen. QAnon is a thing, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if that was real. If somebody had an actual conspiracy Fair. theory about that. Because there are some wild, wild if things. If not, I may have just started it. <laughs> Which I'm fine with that. This is the conspiracy this is it. <laughs> uh, so, what to do when you win the lottery. Uh, so, I found this amazing step-by-step post on Reddit. Um, at, Not shocked that that's where it was no, from. <laughs> which I then um, tried to... Ooh, excuse me. I didn't hear anything. Which I then uh, oh, I tried to, like... Google and fact check as much as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. It is about six years old. um, And I will say that it does reference a lot that a lot of this is uh, based on um, some of the safety nets it talks about. You know what? Fuck it. I'll explain it when I get there. (laughs) Okay. So. What the hell to do if you are unlucky enough to win the lottery? is the caption of this comment. I love it already. Uh, First, right away, the most important thing you can do. Nothing. Do not declare yourself the winner yet. Don't tell anyone. Resist the urge. Immediately retain an attorney from a large national firm. Do not be pawned off to junior partners. They're going to try. Insist that you be led by a partner who's been with the the firm for a while do not use your local attorney do not use the guy like do not use anyone who knows you or your family your friends or your community go to the nearest city and find someone in and it says national firm multiple times because they're going to have the best understanding for what to do with your the best overview understanding that makes sense and you want that makes yeah, sense. And you want someone who specializes in trust and estate. Um, they provided also a website, martindale.com, um, for the top largest 50 firms in the United States and where they have offices near you. Take the lump sum 
after retaining an attorney. Anyone who needs the state to manage their money didn't listen well enough to the first point and did not hire the right lawyer. If they're telling you that you need your, unless you have like a crazy addictive personality and that's a very different thing. Um, But if you're just your average run of the mill person, you should have a good enough attorney at this point that they can guide you. Um, Step three, decide immediately how much you're going to give to family and friends And they say it shouldn't be more than 20%. Figure it out. Pick your number. Tell your lawyer. Don't change it. If we're going off of Mr. Whitaker's take, he won the biggest one. He took home $114 million. 20% of that would have been $22.8 million, which would have left him with $91.2. Wow. Very important. Do not consult with family. When deciding how much to give your family, you will get tainted interest. Your family members will find out who you consulted with. You will never hear the end of it. They, the person you consulted with, will never hear the end of it. And later, it can form the basis for an allegation that the person you consulted unduly influenced you and a lawsuit might magically appear on this basis. Wow. They say, I know of one case related to a business windfall, not a lottery, where the plaintiffs won on that basis alone. <sighs> Do not give cash wow. to anyone ever, period. Do not buy them houses. Do not buy them cars. Tell your attorney you want to provide for your family. You want to set up trusts. For them, that will total 20% of your after-tax winnings. Tell them it's for their first home, provisions for their weddings. Do not put yourself in the position of handing out cash. It needs to be your lawyer. Hmm. Step four. You will be encouraged to hire an investment manager. A ton of pressure will be applied. Don't do it. They take uh, charge fees. And even if they take the best fee, which you will never find, which is 1%, all they have to do is beat the market by 1% every year to break even. And it's not worth it. It's not worth the extra cash. You just won the lottery. You don't need that. If you absolutely need to, go for what's called an index fund. um, If you want to invest But honest to God, just stop listening to your friends and family. Just don't invent. You're fine. (laughs) You're everything is fine. Anytime people ask you for anything, don't sign anything. Don't write anything. Don't say I'm going to help you. Don't ever say I'm going to help you. Say thank you so much for your time. I will call you back later. I'll get back to you. Never get back to them. Figure out all of these things. All of these things before you claim your winnings. All of this needs to be done before you even touch your money. 
they go in to talk about what you can do uh, to set up a safety net. You can uh, put... Where is it? What's the word? Hold on. <laughs> the burr, 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 burr. Okay, burr here is it the is. Word. <laughs> um, so if you're freaking out about like kind of global things, use between 20 and 33% of what you have not committed to family to purchase a combination of long-term U.S. treasuries or another G7 treasury instrument. This is your safety net. You will be protected from yourself. Mm. It's going to be something that you can't touch. You're, it's just going to sit there and it's going to earn money. Nice. Um, so that leaves 81% or 80% of 91 million, which is $72 million. Let me, again, $72 million, which you could easily <laughs> and happily live off of for the rest of your life. Yep. They say personally, you should dump half of your funds into a boring S&P 500 index fund. Something with low fees. Just, that's <clears throat> it. You don't need anything sophisticated with advisors that charge, like, fees. Just don't. Just throw it into a fund and you don't touch it. If you do that, you have 638400 guaranteed dollars coming to you every year and if you're not going to get that that like the chances of you not getting that basically means that the world is in chaos and money doesn't matter anyway so like that's your safety net you've provided for your family you still have 36.4 million dollars in quote-unquote cash that you can access you'll be getting six Almost $640,000 a year in cap unless the world is on fire. (laughs) And you don't need to give anyone you know or care about any money because you've provided them anything you could possibly need. So now you have 36.4. And this is just if you won that much money. Now you have a deep like now you have the money that you can blow through. Whatever is left, that's what you can blow through because everything else is invested. The people you love are taken care of and you have a solid income of something. Even if you only win a million dollars, you might have $2,000 coming to you yearly or something. That's better than nothing. (laughs) Yeah. After you blow through whatever you spend. Wow. Yeah. That's a great plan. I mean, that's very detailed. Literally tells you exactly what to do. That's amazing. I'm going to title this episode, How to Win the Lottery and Not Get Cursed. (laughs) I think that's a perfect title for the episode. Um, I remember reading this list like forever ago. And I think about it all the time. Because... (laughs) It's something that you don't hear a lot of people thinking about it. But, like, when you look at the incidence 
of cursed people, greed, that has impacted people who have won the lottery, their families come after them. Their friends yeah. are breaking into their cars. Like, it's crazy what money will Your do. Your family is killing you. Yeah. And that's insane. Almost ever, not even almost, every single living person <laughs> who dealt with these issues from the lottery has said, I wish I had just not bought the ticket. Andrew Whitaker said, I wish I had ripped that ticket up. He wished he had ripped wow. up the ticket that won him $314 million. That's because insane. the price that he paid was the life of his granddaughter and his daughter and his marriage. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That that really makes you think, really makes you think about not buying a lottery ticket. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm only doing scratch offs from now <laughs> Absolutely on. Absolutely do not buy lottery <laughs> tickets. But like <laughs> then that makes you think like the lottery and this has been going on for so long. Back <laughs> to the Han Di- We're going back to dynasties. Like that's yes. how long ago this was. The idea of winning something and just like with a snap of a finger improving your life. Quote unquote improving your life. It's clearly been something that we have felt as humans for so long and I I will never I don't think we'll ever shake that. Yeah. I think it's I think it's funny how it's meant to be used to help people and give poor people some kind of glimmer of hope that they too could have this amount of money but the odds the odds are one in so many millions that (laughs) it's not really helping anyone in the grand scheme of things and i just think that it's so funny because it's another form of capitalism and greed it's very hunger and yep (laughs) that's so funny because i just watched all four of those movies in one day it's very look at (laughs) hashtag you could have look at this lifestyle you could be a part of but if you (laughs) so ridiculous if you take a look at a lot of wealthy people's lifestyles you can take a look at the stereotype of the uh not attached uh you know spite-filled wealthy family it's the it's second season you family it's oh god it's like a dynasty family that show it's out of control they're always fucking one another over yeah so it's really interesting that was one of the things that blew my mind the most was seeing how long the lottery has been a part of our lives yeah. Wow. So that's the lottery's curse. Wow, Katie. The curse of greed. Damn. 
the curse of greed, right? Not some magical shit that you think of when you hear a curse that everybody definitely thinks of. They're like, oh, no, there's no lot mm, of curse. Well, I'm sorry. It's not from a witch. It's not from some, like, mystical shit. It is the curse of humans and their greed. Totally. The human curse. Fuck, Katie, that was Thank great. You. Thank you for that. You. That was a, I did not know a lot of that shit. Damn. Now I want to go try to find some CSI episodes about oh, this. Oh, you know there's so many. <laughs> you know there's so many. Well, it, it makes me think of uh, that episode of The Office where um, the people in the warehouse, they, like, all win the lottery. <gasps> yes! But then they have to, like, split it amongst them. Yeah. Oh, And then it, like, God. ends up, like, not working out or whatever. And, like, someone invests. Is it Daryl? I don't think it's Daryl. But no, Daryl d- didn't. Daryl dropped out of the. Daryl yes. dropped out of the group, so he didn't win. And um, someone invested in some like really horrible energy drink, and most of them ended up not having any money left by the end of it. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, the office! You're so good. Oh, the office! <laughs> yeah. All right. Well." Thanks, guys. Uh, we hope that you're all still doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we know some states have opened up a little bit, so good for you if you're in, in one of those states, and I just hope that it doesn't backfire. I'm in New Jersey. Shit's not looking great. <laughs> but <laughs> hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all, yeah. I'm just going to end with uh, stay six feet away from me. All yep. of you. I love you. <laughs> After quarantine is over too. All the okay. time. Love okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>